What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we're talking about what to stock in your family first aid kit. Provider lead and nurse practitioner Monica Nolan Salazar back with me today to tell us how to go about creating an um, at home first aid kit for our family. Thanks for being here, Monica. Good morning, Alexis. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you back on Health Explained. Um, today we're talking about, I think, a great topic, especially for going into the summer. So the kids are going to be at home um, and we want to make sure we have everything we need in case an injury should arise. Um, so I wanted to start with first, do family first aid kits look different than regular first aid kits? Well, I think it depends upon your family and your family situation. But um, in general, you know, we just want to have like a basic survival, you know, first aid kit. And then, of course, depending upon, you know, what region you're at um, in, in the country, it, it may look a little different. But uh, we can talk about those variations as well. Cool. Um, so if we're talking about just a basic family first aid kit, and, and we'll dive a little bit deeper when it comes to ages and, and regions and all of that, but what should we include? Okay, so that's a good question. And, you know, I think that it's it's very important to just be mindful of, you know, who you have in the family and um, uh, what kind of basic supplies that you want to have. But I would say um, include some uh, sterile uh, adhesive bandages, maybe an assorted size, um, some sterile gauze pads, assorted sizes as well. Want to include also some some basic medical tape, maybe one that's hypoallergenic if you have anyone that's with skin sensitivities. I would also include some sterile roll bandages. I would also include some scissors and tweezers as well. Uh, in addition, I would also uh, recommend some antiseptic cleanser, probably having some uh, uh, moist uh, towelettes would be helpful, some petroleum jelly, um, access to antibacterial soap would be helpful including some non-latex gloves would also be uh, wise in addition to maybe some little baggies um, that you can put some ice in from your, uh, you know, if someone needs an ice pack. Gotcha. What about like medications? Is there any reason to include medication in, in the first aid kit? Right. I think that is important as well because with, you know, an injury, you're going to have maybe some um, discomfort. So having some uh, variation of, of ibuprofen, um, acetaminophen, and if you have children, you want to make sure that those are also in liquid form, uh, so they can you can give them the appropriate dose based upon their age and weight. Uh, maybe some uh, antibiotic ointment. A triple antibiotic ointment would be fine. In addition to 
some maybe uh, anti-diarrhea medication or antacid medication as well. Okay. Um, keeping in mind that, at least for us, we're in Houston, it gets hot uh, in the summer, and we are if we are going to store medication in the first aid kit, where exactly should this first aid kit be stored? Um, is that... I'm thinking probably not so much in the car if it's going to get hot, but but where in the house would you put it? So that's a good point. Um, if it is uh, medications and we have little ones, we want to probably store it a little bit higher up. But then we also maybe want to put a little kit with non-medications accessible so if the kids need to go grab it. Um, but maybe in a uh, kitchen cabinet would be fine. Um, bathroom cabinet would be fine, but again, any medications, keep that out of the reach of children, uh, that would be appropriate. Um, if if you're, you are storing a first aid kit in the uh, car, which, which would always be a good idea because you just never know, um, I probably would not store medications there because of the volatile temperature and then, you know, the medication may not be um, good at that point if, if it's exposed to too high or too cold of a temperature. Right. Um, how often do we need to go about replacing first aid kit materials? Like, do you kind of check on your first aid kit throughout the year or is it a once every year thing? What, what do you yeah, recommend? That, that's a good point because I guess, you know, it can stay on the shelf for a couple of years and maybe you don't use it and then all of a sudden you go to use it and then you realize, okay, my medications are expired. So probably doing an annual check or maybe every six months check and maybe just putting a little uh, sticky or a note on the outside of it just to kind of remind yourself when the last time, kind of what we do with our air conditioned filters, you know, we just yeah. change those out periodically, putting the date so they can kind of remind us. But um yeah, I'd probably do at least an annual check if, if um, just to check the status of, of your materials. Got it. Um, do you need any kind of training to administer first aid, or can anyone do it? So if we're talking about basic first aid, I mean, I would include kind of like a little family just home first aid training, you know, by the parents to even to administer to the kids. So I mean, even you know, a, a child at age five could probably start learning about some basic first aid skills in the sense of learning to put pressure on, on a wound that's bleeding or knowing that if, uh, you know, an area is swollen from an injury, uh, to grab an ice pack from the, from the freezer. Um, if, if they've scraped themselves, you know, just to learn, hey, I need to run it under some water, even though they may cringe, but mm -hmm. you know that's important to put some soap or water on a wound. So, you know, this can start from an early age and then, you know, progress as as um, the education level goes goes higher for the child. But in the basic family, there's no specific uh, or, you know, formal training for first aid unless you know, you, you do want to attend the class, though, those are available and we can talk about that. Okay, yeah, so for those who would like to be more prepared in case of an emergency, which training programs would you recommend? So I have um, actually myself, when I was younger, attended you know, the American Red Cross um, training for first aid 
and you know we can they can start out from just basic first aid. However, um, they usually are going to incorporate some form of a CPR um, training just to kind of get familiar with how to assess someone who is maybe in trouble. So the American Red Cross is very well known for their uh, training of, of lay persons as well as medical providers in first aid and, of course, advanced um, CPR and advanced uh, cardiac care for the healthcare professionals. But you can find them uh, in your local town. There's usually an American Red Cross facility available. And of course, online, you can easily access where it would be closest to you. But they're very um, reasonably priced. Uh, most of them are, are running about maybe $75 or less. Yeah, I want to say, um, I, I don't know whether this is because of COVID or if they've been offering it for a while, but I want to say they also have some online programs for just those that you know, want to become a little bit more knowledgeable, but don't necessarily need that, you know, full advanced CPR or AED training. Um, but I actually also attended uh, an American Red Cross um, training when I was lifeguarding back, way back in the day. And um, I found it really useful. And I still think back to that um, course often when, you know, I notice someone fall or something like that and I can jump in and help. It just, it gives me a, a greater peace of mind. So for those that, you know, want to be, want to feel a little bit more prepared in those emergency situations, it might be a good place to start in addition to having a uh, well-packed first aid kit, so. Yeah, exactly, and and I'm glad you brought up the virtual, um, the virtual uh, classes because uh, the accessibility now with the internet, of course, and, and having various uh, classes online you know, we can um, kind of modify depending upon our situation if we can get out or not for um, accessibility. And also sure. our schedules are, you know, varying at times. And so having having online access is, is excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, for sure. And I'd imagine that um, there's probably quite a few free resources on, you know, YouTube. And I mean, I can't speak to um the information quality on YouTube, but I'm sure that there are some great um, informative videos on how to administer basic first aid as well. So um, if you don't want to spend any money, um, might be a great place to start. Sure. Um, Monica, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with before we wrap up? I think you've given us a lot of really great information and I, I'm definitely planning on going home and <laughs> figuring out what's in my first aid kit and repacking uh, with, with the items that you mentioned. Yes. Uh, well, some final words would be um, to encourage your family to get knowledgeable about what's in the kit. So that way, if, um, say, mom or dad is not home, there's a babysitter there at the house, and they know where to tell the babysitter where it's located. So uh, getting, uh, getting all the family members on board. Uh, knowing what is in the kit, how to use it, and, and where it's available. And then in addition, you know, depending upon your composition of your family, if, if someone is, say, um, has a seizure disorder, they have a severe um, food allergy, or heart condition, it is also important to 
uh, get the family knowledgeable on on calling 911 because certainly children are able to access and they have you know uh, probably more knowledge about these you know devices but some basic 911 education knowing when it's appropriate because um, I've heard, certainly heard of scenarios where where children are the ones that access for the adults to um, to initiate the call for the ambulance and it, it definitely you know can save lives so. I say um, learning CPR is also important for all family members because you just never know when it could save uh, a family member's life or a stranger. So, you know, being somewhat prepared is, is always a good, a good, yeah. um, you know, position to be in. Absolutely. Preparation is key. Well, thank you so, so much, Monica. We appreciate you being here again on Health Explained, and I look forward to our future conversations. Excellent. Thank you so much.